Normally, I start the episode with a bong rip, but before I do that, in light of everything that has happened this week, I just have to take a minute to say, what the fuck? Literally, what the fuck? Now we can take a bong rip, but what the fuck? I've done a lot of these today, by the way. A lot. So I was already high going into things, pretty much. But that was that was very necessary before I get to unpacking everything. Also, unfortunately, as of me sitting down and recording this, death before dishonor is happening, and I unfortunately am missing it because, you know, pay-per-views are expensive. They really are. So, to cope and to feel something, I'm drinking lemonade out of a champagne flute. It's helping. It's helping. Because I fucking, I hate drinking. I'm not really a drinker. I will drink here and there. But to to do it a lot, I can't. Oh, shit. Okay, I just opened <coughs> Instagram as of seven minutes ago. Brian Danielson is wrestling Wednesday on Dynamite. Um, <coughs> Claudio <laughs> Castagnoli is Ring of Honor World Champion. In San Diego, Comic-Con is happening. There's a lot going on here. Oh my god. <coughs> oh my god. What the fuck is happening? <coughs> yeah. So, <coughs> in light of all of that, um, Trying to find the fucking post. Trying to find the post of dying. I'll find it later. Okay. So, I'm caught up on all the results so far of Death Before Dishonor. And I'm really bummed. Well, I'm going to watch the replay. I'm going to order the replay. But I'm just bummed that I'm not watching it in the moment with everybody else. Like, watching a pay-per-view through social media is not the same as watching a pay-per-view and watching it through social media. Um... But I don't have much to say about Vince's retirement because it just says everything in the action of him retiring. That just says everything. But the fact that this is literally what CM Punk talked about in his pipe bomb. Like, he literally, <clears throat> I don't know if this is word for word. I know for a fact it's not word for word because I'm high as shit. But didn't he say that it was just going to go, he said that 
WWE was just going to fall in the, to the hands of his daughter and his idiot son-in-law. I remember anything. I remember him saying idiot son-in-law for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's just mind-blowing when shit like that happens. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. <clears throat> but if Daniel Bryan is wrestling on Wednesday's Dynamite, that literally kind of defeats one of the theories I was going to talk about because I saw something that said that <clears throat> Danielson, Adam Cole, Punk, and Kenny Omega would all be healed or c at least cleared by All Out, but Danielson is just ahead of schedule. He's not necessarily fucking with my theory per se, he's just a little ahead of schedule. And I was like, <clears throat> we can save his return from, like, well, yeah, no. Have him come back, but I feel like having them all return between all out and full gear. Not well, not all out. They're not no, they said full gear they would all be returning by, not all out cuz that's next month. Damn near. <clears throat> July is over in like 2 days pretty much. Then we'll be in August, which means September is practically a month away. <clears throat> I really wrote all out in my notes, not full gear. But yeah, no, they're all if they're all gonna come back around full gear, why not save their returns for all out, you know? <clears throat> and like I said in last episode, at least save Punk's return for all out if they're in Chicago. You know? That just that would be the the reaction. Think of the reaction. I'm thinking reaction wise, and like logically, it would make sense to have CM Punk come back from injury in his hometown. That would just make the most logical sense, if anything. Um, but then circling back to. WWE, I heard they were getting rid of the PG, they're, they're coming out of the PG era, and I'm very <clears throat> indifferent in light of everything, like, I'm hoping that there will be improvements with all of these people in charge. And I'm really too high to... I, I know who's in charge. I'm just really too high to reco recollect everybody's names right now. But with the new management... Because I'm just too lazy to say everybody's names. Those are a lot of fucking names. With the new management, I hope there's improvement on the television side of things. Because <clears throat> maybe I'll actually watch it now. And my thing is, I really just don't want to see Goldberg. I, re I really don't. I can't. I cannot continue. I cannot keep doing this. We cannot keep doing this. We need to let him rest. Let him retire. <clears throat> He's good. He's fine. We We don't need it. Um, I did also, I had to take a really deep breath because breathing is hard sometimes. Before I look up the SummerSlam card, because that's also something that's on my list, um, I did watch my very first episode, or at least part of 
my very first episode of AEW Dark. Which, I like it. Because they just get straight to the point. There's no commercials. Like, I mean, there's YouTube ads. But it's not like sitting through commercials on TNT. Or, like, TBS. Because half the runtime of Dynamite and Rampage is the fucking commercials. YouTube, they just get straight to the point. No commercials. I love it. And this also kind of inadvertently reminded me to see if I could record Impact Wrestling because currently I have Xfinity Cable. And I do believe Access TV is available on Xfinity Cable. And I know that they show Major League Wrestling on Vice as well, too. So... I know I'm going to forget it by the time I'm done recording this episode, but I'm going to make an effort to record those and get those in the rotation and get those into the commentary. And maybe we might bring WWE back into the conversation if things start looking interesting over there because we have to unpack what is happening at SummerSlam. We have to unpack this. And I hate that SummerSlam and Survivor Series are still my favorite pay-per-views. So, I can't not watch SummerSlam even if I have to sit through Goldberg. You know? What is going on here? If I had a dollar for every time I had to watch Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, I could pay my student loans. Even with student loans being pushed back continuously, I could still pay them off with the amount of times I've seen Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Not even at SummerSlam, but just in general. They could be paying off, not just paying off my student loans, they could be paying my car note. If I had a dollar for how many times I had to see these two go at it, my car note would be paid off. Everything would be paid off. All right. It's SummerSlam, so I actually am going to have to watch this. Despite, like, when I when I tell you WWE is best with the least context that I have. And I know that I said I wasn't going to support them because of Sasha and Naomi, but ding dong, the witch is dead, or retired at least. So, I mean, Jeff Jarrett, what the fuck? When did he come back into the equation? What the fuck? Alright then. Um. Okay, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. We already had that spiel. We know how I feel about that. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Indifference. Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Indifference. The Usos versus the Street Profits. Okay. Considering how much I love tag team wrestling, I actually want to see that one. I'm I'm actually I'm actually yeah, no, I have to watch that one. I have to watch that one. I feel like Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey is just setting up Charlotte Flair's return. Because I don't feel like Liv Morgan is going to get the title reign. Well, let's stay optimistic because the witch retired. We have to stay optimistic. So, 
maybe Liv Morgan will have the title reign that she deserves. I do like Seth Rollins, so whatever he does, I'm gonna watch it. Bianca and Becky have definitely put on some classics. Not gonna not gonna be surprised if this is yet another banger. The fuck? Logan Paul? Okay, I knew this, but it's still a what the fuck? Okay. One's a boxer, one's a wrestler. I still can't tell either of them apart, nor have I made the effort to. They're both one person to me. Apparently, there's two of them. I'm just very confused as to when he was brought back into the equation. But, um... Alright, I really just want to see the Usos and the Street Profits in light of everything. Like, too long, didn't read version. I just want to see the Usos versus the Street Profits. And I'm going to be nosy, and I'm going to look up death before dishonor um, results currently. Because Claudio also, not also, already won the Ring of Honor title. Okay, where are we? Whoa. Oh shit, we're already at the main event and it's like bare it's not even 7:30 my time. They're already on the main event as a- according to Wikipedia. Damn, they're already I am so mad that I am missing FTR versus the Briscoe brothers. That is I've missed both matches in the saga that is FTR versus the Briscoes. I'm sure I can find the the match from Supercard of Honor somewhere on the internet, but the fact... Well, I'm about to order the replay, so I can't say that I'm going to miss it. But the fact that I'm missing it right now. Alright, so let's, let's look at these results here. Cheeseburger! Oh, hell yeah. I didn't... I forgot all about Cheeseburger. I don't know why it brought me so much joy to see Cheeseburg's name on this list here, but that was actually that was nice. Really glad. Okay. Okay, Cole Cabana not disappointed. Oh, Cheeseburger lost. Oh. He did his best, probably. I'll find out when I watch it next week at some point. Okay. Alright. Willow Nightingale. I, I'm... I'm... You know when you just feel good things radiating? If that makes sense. Like, you, you, know, you just feel good things radiating. You know somebody is gonna go far in their career and they're just starting out. That's kind of how I feel about her right now. I feel like she is going to go places. If not, hold the belt. This year, preferably. Claudio won. Very happy. Dalton Castle won. Very happy. Okay, I know Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia would have been a fucking... Not would have, was a fucking banger. I know that was a fucking banger of a match. I would have been happy with either one of them walking away with the win, but glad that Wheeler Yuta retained. Glad Mercedes Martinez retained. Words are hard right now. Glad Samoa Joe retained. Um... FTR and the Briscoes is just stressing me out. We're going to come back to this by the at the end of the podcast because I know that by by the time we 
did not mean to hit the mic. Sorry about that. By the time we finish the recap of Fighter Fest, I'm pretty sure we will have our results for FTR and the Briscoes. Like that, that's a match where I would be okay with either one walking away with the win. Okay, so I refreshed it like three times, so it's probably still happening. All right. So, in terms of Fighter Fest, I did not watch Rampage because, if I'm being quite on- honest, I think I've said this a few episodes back, but Rampage is starting to bore the fuck out of me to the point where I don't even bother. Like, unless there's a match that I really, really, really want to see on Rampage, I just don't watch it. Like, I'll delete it from the DVR because I just don't care enough. Like, it's just, like, it... I want to... I just hate to say it, but at this point, Rampage is kind of an embarrassment. Like, I, I don't care to watch Rampage anymore. I really don't. It's not... No. 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 But... In terms of the Dynamite side of Fighter Fest, Week 2 was way stronger than week one because week one was pretty mid that's why i like waited a bit to put out an episode because i was gonna do a recap of fighter fest night one but something told me to like wait it out like i sat down i was gonna recap fighter fest night one and it was gonna be a shitty episode so something told me to just wait it out and i'm glad i did because a bunch of shit happened and that, and then Fighter Fest happened, and yeah. So I will say before I get into like recapping Fighter Fest and shit, I have I don't know if I have an issue with the amount of open challenges that are happening in AEW right now. Like I feel like that's valuable. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like that's valuable time they could be using to build storylines or maybe the open challenges are being used to build storylines but if the open challenges are being used to build storylines they aren't really doing a great job of it um they could be doing better but i really am intrigued at like i Dan Housen versus Ricky Starks brings me more joy than I can even admit personally. I don't know if that's going to make sense, but I am really Dan Housen and Ricky Starks. I that's I wasn't seeing that coming. I was blindsided. Just like okay, not only was I blindsided by Dan Housen and Ricky Starks, I was also blindsided by the news that my favorite fucking TV show, Jesus and Marrow, is not coming back for season five, and they are going their separate ways. When I tell you they were my only source and point of reference for current events, it was... Like, I I literally don't know what to do with myself, because liter- have since they were on Vice, like, I wasn't, I wasn't watching prior to Vice, but when they were on Vice and they made the jump to Showtime, that's how long I had been watching. And now I'm, like, heartbroken. Like, th- like first, they're taking Stranger Things away after season five, and now they're doing this to me. Like, it is not... It's not really it's not really a good time for me. And I'm missing Death Before Dishonor if you want to add the cherry on top of everything. If you really want to put the cherry on top of everything, we're out of fucking french fries. We had like a big ass bag of steak fries in the freezer. They're all gone. I was so looking forward to putting those bitches in the air fryer. And there are none. So, it, it's it's a struggle all around. 
it's been it's been a struggle all around. But we're we're pushing through. We're getting there. Um But yeah, the open challenges I feel like they are starting to get played out. Like unless they're doing an open challenge to set up a a storyline for somebody because I don't think any of the champions have like legitimate challengers that don't involve open challenges. Uh. And that's valuable time they could be using to give them storylines and build up solid challengers for everybody. But like these one-off matches, you know, I get that not everybody can have a storyline, but I feel like the open challenges are starting to outweigh the storylines. And you know I love me some long-term storytelling. So, yeah. Also, I really hate that it took a feud with Brody King for me to actually be invested in Darby Allen. Like, I I did not care about him. But I'm very intrigued by what him and Brody King are doing. Their feud is very interesting to me right now. Not disappointed by what I'm seeing. <clears throat> now, the best part of Fighter Fest week one was for sure the triple or nothing tag team match. That was like, hands down, the best part. The rest of it was honestly mid. Because even though I did like seeing Orange Cassidy and Wardlow. Wardlow is pretty much being presented as Goldberg 2.0. And there's no sustenance there like I thought, unfortunately, in terms of character building. But I'm not going to sit up here and say him and Orange Cassidy wasn't a bad match because it was it was a good match super good no complaints on my end there i did however forget about the existence of the varsity blondes after julia hart was consumed by the house of black was not expecting them to show up because where the fuck have they been maybe i just it, maybe it was the time prior to me not watching Dark and Dark Elevation, but it was kind of like, where where were they, you know? Yeah, week one was kind of mid, so I'm just going to just skip to week two. And I want to start and circle back to the beef that I have with Tony Khan. I think, like, ever since day one I've had beef with Tony Khan because I don't get the East Coast feed of Dynamite. I, I have to wait um until eight o'clock. I like because one, I don't have direct T V because I'm pretty sure if I had direct T V I would get the East Coast feed and I can watch Dynamite the same time as everybody else, right? There is no West Coast feed of Dynamite. That's strike one. The one time AEW came to the West Coast, they went to Los Angeles, which is six hours away from me. That was strike two. When they did have a West Coast feed of Dynamite, it lasted for like five minutes because of fucking hockey. That was strike three. I'm trying to remember if there were any more strikes, but now, like, this man is strike four for Tony Khan is 
Why did you take away the only thing that I've been asking for since day one, which is pretty much Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill? We were this close to getting it on fucking Dynamite, but they took her out the fucking match. I get that the other one was injured, but that's strike four. There's strike four. And I feel like four strikes is grounds for a fucking beef. I'm pretty sure he, he did something else that I can't remember that was like a strike before strike four. But Tony Khan just keeps getting strikes on his tally beef board between us. However, week two of Fighter Fest was better because not only did I have wrestling, I have I had sharks. Two of my favorite things. Sharks and wrestling. And even... I didn't want to break my own heart and bring up the San Jose Sharks, but it's just, you know... My 2016 Sharks... Like, the 2016-2017 season of the San Jose Sharks, and even the San Francisco Giants. Like, that time frame of baseball and hockey was a moment that, if I could go back in time to any point, right there, boom. They literally sent Brent Burns to Carolina. Joe Pavelski is in Dallas. Marlowe retired, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Patrick Marlowe retired. Patrick Marlowe retired. And Joe Thornton is a free agent. Like, what the fuck? My team is gone. You know? But, in terms of wrestling, sharks and wrestling, two of my favorite things. To combine the two, I was a very happy camper. When I tell you week two was, like, I, wow, wow. Week one fucking sucked. I, I don't know how many times I can say that week one of Fighter Fest fucking sucked. But week two, so much better. Like, okay, Brody King and Darby Allen. Back, back to what I was saying, I love their feud, but specifically in their match, when Brody was throwing Darby around like it was just nothing, like he was a ragdoll, like that was... There, there was a reason Brody King was Wrestler of the Week. There is a reason, and I feel like that was the reason. That, that was it. If we had any qualms, if we had any questions, if we had any, like, disagreements, no, we don't. No, we don't. And I'll even argue that Brody King has to have the best tattoos in AEW. Like, CM Punk is definitely a close second. Even Malachi Black... I would throw him in the ring, but honestly, I think Brody King has the best tattoos out of everyone. But I would also would not be opposed to seeing Malachi Black and Sting down the line. They teased something like that. Maybe that was strike five. 
Because Tony Khan is going to dangle that in my face and probably never deliver. Just like we were so close to Jade and Chris, but it never happened. I would. I was so grateful that it was at least going to happen in a tag team, but then it was pulled from under my feet like a rug. Like, that was honestly my 13th reason. That was my 13th reason. Not literally, of course, but like, it, we were so close, just... So fucking close. You know, I'm gonna have to take a bong rip to that one. A bong rip to what was. Almost. There wasn't much in there. So we're going to have to um, repack that. But in the meantime, when Miro came out to help uh, Darby and Sting, I was intrigued. Very, very intrigued by that pairing, that, that defense, that choice of defense. Very intriguing. Also, take a hit every time I say also, because I have a lot of connecting thoughts. If you wanted an idea of how my brain works, it's just like a non-stop, run-on sentence of thoughts. And, and somehow it works, somehow it makes sense, somehow I've made it 23 episodes. And also, shout out to whoever it was that tagged me. There was like a, um, there was like a thing on Twitter, I think it was like a follow Friday type beat that I got tagged in. So, oh, Thirst Trap Thursday, and the Botched Spots and Chair Shots podcast tagged me in, like, a follow Friday. So, shout out to them. Check them out. And it is currently one and one between FTR and Briscoe's. I have to catch up on some retweeting because, yeah, let me, um, well, I hate when I'm missing out on something and it's happening. I'm getting like, the only real time I get FOMO is when everybody else is watching a pay-per-view that I'm not watching or I can't watch until I am financially able to. This is like really genuinely the only FOMO I've ever felt in my life. One, oh wait, I packed the bowl. I got distracted by Twitter, but I packed the bowl. See, one on run on sentence train of thought. I have once been described as. The dog from up by my own mother so that's the best way I can really put it like the dog from up there you go so in terms of weed, I actually got a bunch of new weed recently, and I wanted to save it all and do, like, a taste test on air and get you, like, my first reactions of them all, but I did that already. 
So, at some point, I will have to do, like, a weed, like, a proper weed review. Like, the next time I stock up on weed, because my stash is looking pretty good. Like, I, I pretty much don't have to stock up for the next month and a half to two months. However, the next time I have to replenish and I get a bunch of new stuff, I'm going to try them all on air. And it is going to be a hot-ass mess. But we're going to make it work. I also wanted to make the point that FTR may be... This this is an argument. This is going to be a controversial ar- argument that I want to start. But while FTR may be the best tag team in the world, best friends are the best tag team. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Because FTR, obviously, between them and the Young Bucks, definitely the best tag team in the world. But the best friends are the best tag team. Like, in terms of tag teams, nobody's touching the best friends. Obviously, nobody's touching FTR, but nobody's touching the best friends. Like, even if Wheeler Yuta jump ship to the BCC, I am never getting rid of my skeleton best friend shirt with all five of them. All five of them. Like, that is one of the coolest shirts I own. I'm never getting rid of that one. However, wrestling, the two things to ever make me show emotion, because I'm not really an emotional person. Like, it, the only time I get super emotional is if I'm frustrated or I can't figure something out, or something doesn't make logical sense. Like, I will literally cry tears if something doesn't make any sort of logical sense whatsoever. Now, the only two things to make me emotional, like, on a feeling feeling things sense, wrestling, stranger things, right? So, when I saw that Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley were tag-teaming against Trent and Chuck, you obviously know or can have an idea of how that made me feel. It was a very stressful, stressful moment in time. Man, that is some storytelling that pulls at the heartstrings. Like, for me, I was like, wow, best friends are going to be best friends forever. Nope. Nope, I feel, I really feel like Trent and Wheeler could have shared the spotlight. I keep hitting the mic. God damn it. Trent and Wheeler could have shared the spotlight but alas I do like I do like Wheeler Yuta with the Blackpool Combat Club cause even though I miss him with the best friends I do understand you have to branch out and I, and he has he is doing like super well with the Blackpool Combat Club.
Like, I, I'm scrolling Twitter during the Briscoes and FTR, and it's, like, really stressing me out because I, I need to watch this. Oh, my God. It's like sitting at a restaurant and waiting for your food to arrive. That's all it is. That's all it is. However, also take a hit every time I say however, Orange Cassidy on commentary was definitely my favorite. He's been my favorite. Like, you know you know how I feel about Chris Jericho on commentary? You know how I feel about Ricky Starks on commentary? Orange Cassidy on commentary. Absolutely my favorite. 100%. And I also was not expecting Jungle Boy's return so soon. Like, I was sitting here wondering when Jungle Boy was going to make his return in general, but I just wasn't expecting it to happen, like, during Fighter Fest. I don't even know I don't even know why he was gone so long in the first place. I didn't even read into that. Um another reason I'm mad that I'm missing FTR versus the Briscoes right now is because of that promo that Dax cut about his daughter. Hell, hell, the even words. What the fuck? The promo that both of them cut leading up to this pay per view. Like, it's another reason I'm mad I'm missing it because, like, fight like an eight year old girl. Come on now. Um, before I get into the barbed wire everything match, because I. S- that was the icing on the fucking cake. That was the reason week two went harder than week one. Because there were so many twists and turns. And man, wasn't expecting things to go the way they did there. Was not. But um, in terms of AEW Dark, it was giving me the vibe of WWE Superstars. On Thursdays, WG in America, if anybody remembers, you know. But, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'm really just surprised it took me this long to watch AEW Dark when it has been in my subscriptions for God knows how long. But, um... Yeah, no, I think I'm going to try and watch it more, so I'll have more to talk about during the podcast, and it also kind of answers my question of, I need to, not really question, but kind of just, I'm eating my own words when I complain about not seeing wrestlers featured as much on Dynamite and Rampage when I could literally just turn on Dark or Dark Elevation and see him wrestle there. But in terms of like the pacing of Dark and Dark Elevation, I still would like to see more of those wrestlers showcased on Dynamite and in bigger storylines versus like quick squash matches or like quick matches as much as I love to see wrestling I also love to see character development you know but um that barbed wire everything match first of all we got to talk about the way Eddie Kingston walked into the match Justin Roberts didn't even finish saying his name before he snatched the microphone out of his hand and started beating the shit out of Chris Jericho. Like, that was... 
that was my favorite part of the match on top of Chris Jericho give like doing the moonsault and throwing Eddie into the table with the barbed wire the end of the match when Eddie threw Jericho onto that bed of the barbed wire there was another scene not scene there was another why did I say scene I'm so fucking there was another part where Jericho got thrown, like, he was about to go between the ropes, but the ropes were, like, he was thrown into the ropes covered in barbed wire. There there were so many spots that I can see visually that blew my mind. And then, Anna and Jay coming out with the heel turn of 2022, like, that was not expected. And then the Jericho Appreciation Society coming to beat up on Eddie Kingston. Like, there were so many twists and turns in that main event alone. I was fucking mind blown. There are certain moments that I have to go back and film. And Eddie Kingston running to the ring and snatching that fucking microphone out of... Justin Roberts' hands. Didn't even finish saying his name. But, um... Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another week of my really high rambling. Um... I managed to cook a full course meal. And I'm going to go enjoy that full course meal. I'm just really upset because we have no bread and I can't make garlic bread for the pasta that I made. So, really stressed, but it's still good pasta. Try not to eat the whole pot, but who knows. Have a good night. Remember how I said... By the end of this recording, Death Before Dishonor would be over, and we would have the results of the best two out of three falls. Why the fuck did FTR retain and win like I expected, like I said they would? Now, I can officially... Enjoy my pasta in peace. Good night, everyone.